Hey girl, welcome to the Empower Her podcast, where we are all about taking purpose-driven action toward building lives we really freaking love. My name's Keisha, and I'm an entrepreneur obsessed with giving you actual tools to help take you from where you are now to where you want to go in your life, career, and relationships. And this podcast, it's all about real talk and having some fun as we share incredible stories, tips, and tricks to help us get out of our own way and unapologetically make some moves. So girlfriend, let's do the damn thing. Girl, I am so excited that you're here for today's episode because we have on for the last time ever as a fiance, my fiance. Yeah, yeah, I'm getting a title upgrade. <laughs> We're getting married in one month after 13 years of dating and over two and a half years engaged. So big month up Buckle in up. this house. I'm so excited. Um, but we're not talking about that today. We're actually going to talk about decision making during crazy seasons of life when you're juggling a lot yeah. and how important it is to make decisions where you feel like really excited about your decision. Like there was some logic backing it up, but you also asked yourself how you wanted to feel in pursuit of it. So we're going to dive into that and kind of share how we're making some choices, giving a little bit of a real estate example. So yeah. quick backstory. Um, if you're not familiar, my fiance Cena left dentistry and decided to jump into real estate investment as his full-time career. We are currently living in Austin, Texas, about to move to Denver, Colorado in six weeks after we get married here on April 9th. We are juggling a lot of moving parts right now. Yeah. And I always find <laughs> that in this season of life, we have to get really intentional about how we're making decisions yeah. because when there's so many decisions going on, it's like we need to have some sort of criteria. Otherwise, it can feel extremely overwhelming. And the last thing I want is to feel overwhelmed in a season that we're never going to get back in life, yeah. right? Like every single season you never get back, but especially right now, a month out from getting married, like we want to really enjoy the actual process and the day-to-day. -day. So let's kind of give them the backstory about our real estate side of things, because I think that would really like set the stage here. Yeah. So the example we're going to use is we're, we're looking for a place in Denver to buy for a primary. And a little backstory is... We went to Denver, we explored where we wanted to live, and we found the area that we loved. Uh, we know when we're moving, we're going there in six weeks, so we knew the timeline, and then we kind of set a price for what we want to buy. So over the next few weeks after we left, our real estate agent out there was sending us stuff, and actually while I was gone on my bachelor party, <laughs> yeah, I mean, you got to tell them, but Keisha yeah. like, put in an offer on a house. So. Typically, I'm not the person that does like contracts or finances or anything with numbers, not because I can't, because I'm definitely smart enough to do it, but I just don't really enjoy it. It's always just been kind of like Cena's lane. Yeah. Well, he was drinking on the golf course with like 15 friends in Scottsdale on his bachelor party. And this house that we had looked at previously came back on the market because their previous offer fell through. So me being me, if you've listened to this podcast before or we're connected on social media, you know, I get excited about like, everything and you can only imagine my excitement level when this dream type of house comes back on the market. So I reached out to Nick. I was like, yes, like, okay, we want to put an offer in and like, we're just going to have to work on this together because Cena's like basically unplugged right now. And we came up with an offer. We were so excited about it, put the offer in and I will just disclaimer. There was a lot of, you know, girlfriends that I was talking to and even family as we were putting in on this offer to a house that I was very excited about who told me, Keish, 
don't get too excited because you might not get it. And right here, right now, I want to just explain this. I knew that we might not get it. But I also knew that if I didn't let myself get excited simply because there was a chance that we might not get it, that I was not just going to not get it and be let down, but I would be robbing myself of enthusiasm in pursuit. And a lot of times we do this with any goals, not just putting an offer in on a house, but with any goals, we don't let ourselves get excited because we think if we're, you know, not excited, then we won't be as let down when we don't get it. But no matter what, if we didn't get it, I was going to be let down. Why would I not let myself get excited? So, I mean, I was literally doing like backflips in the middle of the street kind yeah. of excitement. I was pumped about this house, put together an offer, put the offer in, and we didn't get the house. Yeah. And I did cry because I was really bummed. And a, a really beautiful conversation and this triad that we're going to talk to you about was really emphasized in how we're going to make decisions because the person that did get the house came in drastically over market price way over yeah it's crazy. and uh it was yeah it was pretty upsetting to me but also it was a really good reminder of kind of what we're working towards so maybe you can explain that yeah so after that happened you know we really had to sit down and talk about like okay we have these three things we have location price and timeline mm-hmm. like these kind of three overlapping think of them like rings they're overlapping and they got to fit together for you to find your place because they all have to work together and we were pretty stern on all of them and we had to sit down and like really talk about like, listen, something has to give because all these houses are going way over our price. The houses we that are at our price are in a different location. And then, then there's a timeline piece where like maybe if we waited a month, there'd be more on the market. Right. We don't know these things. And we really had to sit down and analyze each one. So for example, timeline. Well, we're leaving in six weeks. so I mean, We have to find a place to live yeah, in like, six weeks because we're not going to be in Austin. Yeah. And at this point, I guess we had two months at that point. Yeah. You know, we're, we're moving. We're coming in April. So can we change that? We had to really ask ourselves, no, we can't change that. Okay. So then... Move to location. Move to location. Well, when we were there, we fell in love with this area and we had to ask ourselves, well, we could go out five miles from the city, maybe go to a different neighborhood and definitely get in our price range. There's more availability. And we had to sit down and talk like, well, we're moving to a new city. Do we want to change that? Do we want to be in the area we want to be in? Like, are we willing to walkable, like coffee shops, parks, stuff like that for, you know, walk our dog Lizzie, be close to the city, be able to walk into it. Like, we really love this area. And And it was such a full, like, for any of you that make decisions that are very visceral, like, in your body, when we were walking around that neighborhood, I was like, Sina, this is the neighborhood. And you were looking at it from a logical perspective, which I loved. And I was looking at it from, like, how do I feel perspective. So we knew the timeline couldn't change in terms of when we needed to be in Denver. And we knew the location. We really didn't want to change. That was actually our number one thing. The thing we could change was price. As in, we could have chosen to go up beyond the budget that we had set, but we had a beautiful conversation about this that I think is applicable to any different goals that you might be working on in your life, is if you're saying yes to something, you're also saying no to something else, always. And if you're okay with saying no to the thing that you're going to be saying no to when you say yes then make that decision. But if you're not okay with it, then maybe reconsider the decision. And that's what I honestly needed to hear explained in a way that you did where you're like, yeah, Kish, we, we absolutely, we could have got this house, the house that we didn't put an offer or that we did put an offer in on and we didn't get, we actually could have matched the price that was way over market value. We were in a position where financially we could, which is such a gift in itself. But, but when we recognize that we're like, that's the, 
the liquidity, the capital that we wanted to spend to really get started with this new real estate venture that you, number one, have wanted to get into. But I now, as someone who's binging real estate podcasts off the wazoo, am super interested about too, where it's like, that's the cash that we're going to spend to do our first flip or to buy our first multifamily place or to buy like a single family home in Denver and start that career. So when you were like, Keish, yes, we absolutely could get this house if you want it at this price point. But if you say yes to that, we're saying no to something else. And that reminder was so helpful for me because you're like, do you want to say no to that? And I was like, hell no. Like, I definitely want to start this real estate career and like watch out Chip and Joanna. We're coming in hot. But like, that was a really important reminder for me. Yeah. And out of the three, that was the one that would be the most flexible. But we had to really go down the road and see what that would look like. So like taking this and then like applying it to where you're at now, like if you're in a job you're trying to switch or you have you have kids and stuff like this that you're trying to do like for example the timeline i think timeline's like the biggest one yeah that you can change i think a lot of the problems can get solved uh either by expanding your timeline or, or shrinking your timeline yeah i think that's huge i think we have a culture where we think we have to get things done by a certain time get married at a certain time have kids by a certain time stuff like that or even accomplish a goal at a certain yeah, time yeah because a, you said a timeline a business, get to this point you know all these things that you think you should be done at a certain time. But if you just took that pressure off and expanded the timeline, that would make it so much more enjoyable. Yeah. And then you would enjoy the process rather than just what the process could produce. And then once you get where you want to go, ideally you would be able to look back at the path that you took towards getting there and you would feel like it was worth it and it was fulfilling versus doing something because you think that you should get it done at some arbitrary timeline that either somebody else set for you or you set for yourself that doesn't even actually make sense, right? Yeah. Which is, and in our situation, we can't change our timeline in that we're moving. But when we asked ourselves, we're like, well, we can change our timeline of when we're buying. Yeah. And if if that feels more aligned, because when we looked at the at the path for the next, you know, in this case, six to eight weeks, which at the time it was about eight weeks, we looked at the path, we're like, do we need to add this extra layer of pressure on ourselves to find our dream primary house in the exact location in a brand new city that we've only been to a few times? Do we need to have that pressure? Because really when we set goals, we often think we want the goal, right? Like we want the house, we want that primary house. Okay, great. But really what we want is the feeling that we think that we're going to have from accomplishing that goal. And what that actually would have done is given us again, less, less capital to start the other things that we're really excited about. So it didn't actually make sense for us. So in our case, yes, a timeline was set, but we were then able to rethink about this and say, oh, we can expand our timeline in terms of buying and change that up, you know? But in some cases, well, well, yeah, I mean, the timeline thing is if you just have to evaluate what season of life you're in right yeah. now. And if it's realistic for you to even do that thing you're trying to do, uh, maybe it'd be best served just knowing that you'll do it in three months. But then there's also the flip side of questioning yourself of shortening the timeline. Mm-hmm. Because like maybe you say you're going to launch that business, podcast, do that thing in three months when, when things calm down. And it's like, well, we all know that, that things don't calm down. Yeah. So – Maybe question whether that you'd feel better if you actually shortened the timeline and actually launched it, even though you might not feel quite ready yet or feel like you're have all these things that you're juggling. Yeah, I think also when you're shortening the timeline, it's reminding yourself that you probably do have tools or resources or support that you can get to shorten that timeline. But if you're holding your dreams, your goals too close and you're not sharing them with other people, you don't know who would be willing to support you. And you're telling yourself, I'm going to wait until I'm ready. I'm going to wait until I'm ready. But 
but that time's never going to come, yeah. right? So some people, it is expanding your timeline. In our case, that's what made more sense. Shortening the timeline would have made absolutely no sense for us. Yeah. But in some cases, like you said, it's some people that need to just evaluate. So that's one of this like little triad to consider is timeline. Does the timeline that I have for my goals or for the things that I'm doing actually make sense? If it doesn't, be willing to change your timeline, right? And then with this like price timeline, it's asking yourself, not just like, what's the cost to do that thing that I want to do, or what's the price to do it, but it's what could be the opportunity cost, right? To, to put cost in this triad. Yeah. What are you going to miss out on if you don't do it? The impact, the income, the fulfillment, the yeah. joy that you could be missing out on. That's that price triad. So there's price triad, which is applicable very much so in real estate, but also in any goals, really, there's always a price tag. You can hire a mentor, you can join a program, something that could support you in getting where you want to go more quickly, right? We've both hired mentors. We're both in a business mastermind. We've both done that to get us to expedite the process to getting us where we want to go more quickly because we're willing to pay that price, right? And then with timeline, it's asking yourself, what's the timeline? And then the final piece of it is this location piece. Yeah. I mean, and that can be you know, we weren't willing to budge on that. And that was our highest because we understand our, the impact of the environment that we're in. Yep. And we know, okay, we know how we are. If we go into a new city, we want to make sure we're in the right environment. A, not only to go meet people, explore a new city, but also like we have so much going on with the business and everything. We want to make sure we're excited about where we live and what our daily life looks like. And that was more important than just buying something to say that we bought it For sure. And, and being in an area that we don't really want to be in. And we know that time will come where we do get the place we want in the area we want. But because we're willing to budge on the timeline, we actually getting the thing that we care most about. And we wouldn't know that until we actually asked ourselves those questions. For sure. And then for you, if you're not in this state of real estate, it's asking yourself the environment that you're working in, right? Maybe is it is it, do you want to really be in this industry that you're in? Or are you willing to entertain the idea that there might be another industry that you might be excited about? Do you really want to be in the environment that you're in, in terms of the company that you work for uh, and the culture that's part of it? Or could you be interested in being in a different type of a company, but maybe in the same type of a role and just playing with these three triads, which I think has been really helpful for us from a real estate perspective. And will continue to be as we get into the investing space and start having all of these different rentals and flips and all this cool stuff that we're going to do. And of course, we'll bring you along for the ride. But for you and any goal in your life, it's looking at these three separate triads and saying, which one am I willing to wiggle on? And gosh, that's been so supportive. Well, they all kind of move together, right? Right. And what also happens is your priorities change, which is okay too. Like right now, our environment's our biggest priority because we know how motivated and how in sync we are when we're in the right environment. So right now that's the biggest thing. So yeah, we, we got to have good lighting. Cause we're both going to start a, pot, a yeah, podcast I mean, together. We're starting another podcast. Like we got a podcast studio. Yeah, we got to have I mean, some video content yeah, I, when I'm doing my Instagram stories. I got to have like fresh light when I don't yeah. do my makeup or anything anyways. <laughs> but yes, it's, it's yeah, true. That and, matters. And to that us. changes. So maybe you're, maybe you're in an environment like at a, at a job that once was a good environment, but it's changed. And sure. now you're not putting enough value on that. So that triad part of the, the trio is like, slacking and and you're feeling unhappy and maybe that's the one that thing needs to be changed yeah and it feels like a puzzle this way right like like cena is a logical goal-driven person and i freaking love doing life with someone like you because you keep me keep my squirrels that are (laughs) dancing out of rave in my head on track and i love that but also for me as someone who's so motivated by process and making things fun i feel like i'm working on a puzzle it's like ooh, okay which one am i willing to change and when you look at life like you're playing the game 
of life, it just feels so fulfilling. Yeah. We're like, yes, we didn't get this house that we wanted, but in reality, now I'm looking back and I'm like, I'm actually glad that we didn't get it. Yeah. And I mean, this is a house that I was like crying about because of the exposed brick wall and the beams and like, oh, you know, I still, I still am probably going to think about this house and eventually we'll go build the house. Never like that. forgetting this house. And it will feel so fulfilling when we get there because we know all of these different tweaks and, 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 and the way that we approach these goals that felt very fulfilling in the process. And we always, have that choice yeah. as humans in pursuit of all the goals. And especially women listening to this podcast, I know you've got big goals and dreams and things that you want to do in your life. And that's beautiful. Be excited about that, but also still ask yourself, like, how could this be more fun? Yeah. How could this be more fulfilling? And if you happen to be in a relationship with someone else, recognizing that like their strengths, like Sina has very different strengths than me and I've got very different strengths than you, but together as we look at each of these components of this triad, we're able to make really sound decisions, which yeah. is so fun and so fulfilling. Hope it helps. Yes. I hope this episode was helpful for you. Tag us on Instagram at Keisha.Fitzgerald at Cena.GetMary. Cena, are you going to answer if they tag you? Always. Yeah, always. He's, okay, slide into his DMs. All right. Bye, babe. Bye, right, guys. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening in. If you love this episode, it would mean so much to me if you shared it with a girlfriend, like send it to her right now or post it on social media and tag me so I can personally thank you for helping me get the message out. I am so freaking grateful to be on this journey with you, girl. So until next time, I'll talk to you soon.